0: chapter 12 and then reach down and we had some seat belts installed <laughs> your chair invites you to buckle up pull the strap tight usher bar the door no it's all good but i do have a word from god today I endeavor always to have a word. You open the Bible and read it, that's a word, right? But a rhema word, a quicken word for us today. And it would be a, a, be, be a great blessing, I believe. Now, I'm, let's go ahead and pray and, and really release from your heart faith with me. Father, we come to this moment. We're so thankful for your word. It is our daily food. It is f- uh, nourishment for our spirits. It builds faith. It is The truth. Father, I pray that every heart would be an open heart, every mind would be an open mind, receptive and attentive to what you are endeavoring to impart and to say. I thank you for the revelation of it, not just a mental uh, acknowledgement of what our ears will hear, but that God, that there is something strong in the heart of every man and woman in this place, watching us by live stream, to reach out and grab hold of what you're saying. Embrace it, live it, and be forever changed by it. For me, Father, we all pray and ask that you'll help me to convey your will, your way, your word, your heart, your mind. Not mine, not my opinion, not my conviction. Not what I think, but what you want to communicate. I just step aside, away from myself, take me over all together, Holy Spirit, and have your way through me. I thank you, Father, for the edifying, wonderful word of God that we shall hear, and we give you glory, we give you thanks that you're helping, Pastor, to help us all. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. amen. So you're in faith. Well, everyone should have an uh, index card. Everybody have an index card and something to write with? Okay, just something that I, I had a witness on my heart to do today. So uh, that'll, that'll be uh, called for in just a moment. And so have that out and uh, ready to write in just a second. Hebrews chapter 12, beginning in verse number 22. Beginning in verse 22, it says, But you are come unto Mount Zion. That's a reference to the church. And to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and the church of the firstborn, which is written in heaven, and to the God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. See that you refuse not him that speaks, for if they escaped... Or they escaped not, talking about the Israelites who first came out of Egypt, met God on Mount Sinai. For if they escaped not who refused him that spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him that speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth. But now he has promised, saying, Yet once more, I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word, yet once more, signifies the removing of those things that are shaken. As of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Wherefore, we receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace. Now, notice these last words. Stay with me. Let us have grace. That's favor. That's God's ability working in us and toward us and through us. Whereby we may serve God. How? We may serve God acceptably with reverence, and circle these two words, godly fear. Godly fear. For our God is a consuming fire. Hallelujah. Since 2020 and the onset of COVID, God has dealt with me on several occasions about a shaking that is going on. It's a twofold shaking. It's a shaking of the world, and it's a shaking in the church. First Peter four seventeen says, For the time has come that judgment must begin in the house of God. And if it begin with us, and if the righteous are barely saved, what will happen to those, or what will be the outcome of those who obey not the gospel or obey not the commandments, the, the good news of the message of salvation? Amen. And uh, God has brought me back to this message many times since then. And I, I don't have time to go back and rehearse all that. But from Haggai to Hosea to Isaiah, uh, the last days have been prophesied. Jesus himself recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke uh, in the Olivet Discourse about uh, a, uh, all the signs that would take place just before his return to the earth. And we see them all. Uh, we, we just see them all. There's in-your-face signs everywhere. And, uh, and uh, I have seen, sadly, many, many, many believers and ministers, uh, thinking about ministers especially, of large, influential ministries, uh, be totally removed and uh, resign their positions, um, leave in scandal, uh, the light having finally been shined. We don't delight in it, but the light having been shined on the corruption. And the alcohol, and the, the misbehavior, and the misappropriation of finances, and the lack of integrity among leadership. And uh, w- right here in the Bible, it says that we're, that once more, God's gonna shake things. He's gonna shake things, and the purpose of the shaking is, is found right there in that passage that what is broken off and broken loose during the shaking, if it was broken off, it wasn't supposed to be there. In other words, the shaking will become so violent and so purposeful that the wrong won't be able to stay on. The wrong won't be able to stay on. It is so much better for us as believers to judge ourselves. Because if we judge ourselves, we won't be judged. Amen? And I, uh, you know... I think God has been, but uh, I'm one of the fairest, generousest, generous judges of myself. I'd rather me judge me. <laughs> I'll give myself a little rope, you know. Yeah, amen. But, uh, you know, we are coming ever, ever, ever so closely to the return of the Lord. Amen. And uh, if, if you don't have that awareness, that stirring, I don't know what to do for you, to help you, except to invite you into an altar like this or into a prayer closet that you can find and don't go, don't go out until you get a touch from God. Amen? Amen. And, uh, but God, you know, the shaking is to not just, uh, it, it is to awaken the world in a, in a call to repent before it's too late, but it is also to awaken the church to righteousness so that we can be the kind of vessel He can pour His anointing into, because in these last days, He will have a people. He will have a people who will serve Him. He will have a people who will be holy. He will have a people who won't neglect church. He will have a people who will uh, have a regard for His Word. He will have a people. Amen? And the play with it compromised... Uh, form of Christianity is being violently exposed for the failure that it has always been. Amen. And uh, praise God. Notice this verse in uh, verse 28. Notice, you know, in the light of all that we read, that uh, we are coming to a kingdom. I mean, soon, soon, uh, you and I, we will see him. Even if the Lord doesn't come in our lifetimes, soon you're going to see Him. People, it's amazing to see how numb they are, how blind people can get, and how much they hold to their little natural lives and their little, little natural routines. And they live their lives as if what they're doing every day will just continue on for eternity. But it's not. Soon and very soon, You will not be doing what you're doing. (laughs) Say, well, I've been doing what I've been doing for 50 years. Well, then very, very soon for you. It will be done. It will be over. Amen. So whether it's the catching away of the church or whether it's your departure at the end of your life, Amen. Soon and very soon, you will come unto Mount Zion. You will come unto an innumerable company of angels. You will come to see this God who is a consuming fire. Amen. And that's where you want to go. Come on, that's that's where you want to go. Amen. But we will be there. Hallelujah. And uh, but while we're down here, Verse 28 says that since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be moved. And I'm glad about that, aren't you? I am so glad that I am building my life in the kingdom of God, on the kingdom of God, so that I cannot be moved or shaken. Praise God. Let us have grace. He didn't say let us have condemnation or anything negative. God wants to impart His grace to us in this hour. Amen? His ability To enable you and I to live the kind of life that will please Him. That will glorify Him. And that will bring blessing on you. Blessing on your children. Blessing on your life. That's God's intent in heart. Is to be able to bless your socks off. Amen. Well, notice as we read, He let us have grace whereby we may serve God. Okay, let's just break that down. Let's not, not, not let anybody get past it. Are we supposed to be serving God? We are, yes. we are supposed to be serving God. Yes. I'm not asking you to write this on your little piece of paper yet, but are you serving God? Come on. Yes. Are you serving God? Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, we need to be serving God, but then he goes on, doesn't he? He didn't say, let us have grace, but whereby we may serve God, chapter end. that's over. No, that we may uh, serve God acceptably. So there is an acceptable way to serve God and an unacceptable... If there's an acceptable way to serve God, there is an unacceptable way to serve God. And I want to serve God acceptably. Well, he didn't say everything, but he gave us two very important things. Amen that must be in place in our lives if we are going to say that we are serving God acceptably. Number one, amen, with reverence. With reverence. Everyone say reverence. 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 Number two is the two words, godly fear. Amen. Amen. So the title of my message this morning is A Fear You Need. Typically, I'm against fear. So is God. God has not given us the spirit of fear. Right? Worry, dread, anxiety, depression, terror, all of that is a different thing. But there is a form of fear. There is a form of fear that we are to have. It's a godly fear. We call it the fear of the Lord. Amen. The Bible calls it the fear of the Lord. Amen. Go all the way back to Deuteronomy. Amen. Chapter 5. Amen. Now you and I, did, we didn't get to choose the, the, you know, time frame of our life on the planet. Our lives were inserted specifically. Yes. Amen. You're not an accident. God's got a plan. And whether you like it or not, God has inserted your life into the end of the end of the end of the end, the end of the end of the end of the last days. Amen. And so, praise God. Buck up. Amen. Buckle up. And let's thrive in it. Let's accomplish. Let's have victory. Let's enjoy His blessing. And let's not, oh my gosh, let's not be like so many I'm witnessing today who are reaping of the unfortunate seeds that they have been sowing. I've seen this uh, more than any other time in my life in ministry. Things come into a head in people's lives that have not been living correctly. Amen. Coasting along, living compromised. Uh, all kinds of things we could say it manifests in so many different ways. And, uh, but you can't get by living that way forever, everyone. Amen. And the time frame between a wrong seed and a, the harvest on that has been compressed. Where I've seen things not show up in people's lives five years, ten years down the line. Now I'm seeing it, you do this and Bam. Everything falls apart. Yeah. Judgment comes swiftly. Yeah. Judgment comes quickly. Why? Time is short. Yeah. Time is short, and God must have a people. Yeah. And every one of us, amen, every one of us, and there are people that should have been in this little section over here where they normally sit. They're, I don't know why they're not there, whatever. But they're not excused. That's right. They should have been here yeah. to hear I don't know if they're working on their flower beds or whatever, but that kind of decision-making is not an acceptable way to serve God. Yes, sir. Your boat needing a coat of wax and Sunday's your only day is not an acceptable way to conduct a Christian life. Yeah. And people are making... I am endeavoring, with the help of God, to rescue people from making dumb decisions. Yeah. Amen? And we need to... Ask ourselves why. What is inspiring the decisions that I'm making? Amen. In Deuteronomy chapter five, verse twenty nine, the Lord is speaking, and He's got this massive congregation of uh, you know Hebrews that He's delivered out of Egypt, and He has come down on Mount Sinai. And the, the mountain quaked before them. You remember that? That's why it said in Hebrews that they, when He spoke, the earth shook. It literally shook under the weight of God's voice. Yeah. I don't know that the Lord will lead us there today, but you could read it in Exodus 19, Exodus 20. God comes down on the mount, and it says that the mountain was engulfed in a fire. It was engulfed in a smoke. There were thunderings. There were lightnings. Uh, the earth shook and God's audible voice from heaven was heard. Every one of those people heard it that day as God spoke to Moses in the mount and began to dictate and and introduce himself to the people that he had rescued and raised up for himself. Amen. And they drew back in fear. They went to Moses when he came down and said, Listen, let us hear God's we we cannot take that. We are drawing back. You go up and hear from God and you come back and tell us and whatever He says we will do. But if we we hear that anymore, we will die. Yeah. Right. Now what is this? They're, they're responding, they're exhibiting it is a godly form of fear. Yeah, I mean. They are they are getting a upfront in the natural, in-your-face glimpse at the God of the universe who came to, you know, He made planets and galaxies and solar systems and it holds them up all with just an effortless word of His hand. He came down on one mountain and the mountain couldn't take it. And the people couldn't take it. Amen? And so they said this to Moses, oh, you go talk to God, you come back, tell us what He says, we will obey Him in all things. And so Moses went back. And in verse 29, God responds, and says, uh, well, in verse 28, the last sentence, it says, God said, they have well said all that they have spoken. And in verse 29, oh, that there were such a heart in them that they would fear me. Do you see that? God is saying, oh, that they would have this fear that they are demonstrating in this moment, that they would have a heart to fear me and keep all my commandments always, that it might be well with them and with their children Forever. Amen. So God wants His people to fear Him because He knows if they will fear Him, they will obey Him. If they fear Him, they will obey Him. If we fear God, we will obey God. And if we fear God and obey God, it is going to be able to go well with us and our children for how long? Forever. Come on. How many of you want to live a good life forever? I want to live a good life forever. I want to live a blessed life forever. Amen. Amen? Oh, praise God. Listen to uh, verse 29 from the God's Word translation. If only they would fear me and obey all my commandments as long as they live, then things would go well for them and their children forever. The New Living Translation says it this way, that they might fear me and obey all my commandments if they did, they and their descendants would prosper forever. They would prosper forever. Listen to it from the message paraphrase. It says, What I wouldn't give if they'd always feel this way. What I wouldn't give, God said, if they would always feel this way, continuing to revere me and always keep all my commands... They'd have a good life forever. Amen. They'd have a good life forever. They and their children. Amen. So listen to the phrases we heard. Go well with them forever. Prosper forever. Have a good life forever. Amen. Amen. What's it linked to? Do you fear Him? How do you feel in your heart toward Him? Do you revere Him do you reverence Him? So on your index card, I want you to write a question that you are going to ask yourself. Do I fear God? Do I fear God? Question mark. Do I fear God? Now you can have an affection for God, and not be able to answer that in the affirmative. You can come to church every Sunday and not be able to say that. Amen. You can be a tither and a giver and not be able to say that. You can be on a helps ministry team and not be able to say that. You can have a spiritual father and be properly connected and not be able to say that. So don't be too quick to write yes and amen on that. Amen? This is for you, and as I just continue in the message, I want you to look at it from time to time and ask yourself, do you fear God? Now, I understand. I asked God yesterday. I said, God, do I fear you? And His response to me was, yeah, to a degree. And I said, Father, that's the honest answer. That's the honest answer. I do fear God, some. But I could fear Him more. Yeah, that's right. that's and notice from the New Testament, we cannot serve God acceptably without godly fear. Amen. Now, lest you be confused, God does not want you And he does not want his people to be afraid of him. No, he's our helper. We we could go to Hebrews 13. We're not going to, I don't believe. But he said, "I, I can boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Whom shall I fear? What can man do unto me? Because this God who melted rocks just by showing up who shook the earth just by speaking, is your helper. He is your God. He is your loving heavenly Father. Amen. But listen, he ain't your bud. And he's not your sugar daddy. And he's not to be trifled with and treated as he is treated by many of his children. Amen. Let me throw some things out at you because I know how fast time goes. Attitudes that display or are symptoms that we lack the fear of God include an attitude of indifference. Mm-hmm. Going to church a long time, heard that preacher a long time. love God. yeah, I love God. but I got stuff to do on Wednesday nights. I'm not coming. Just you, do I fear God? You could come to Wednesday night church. You could, but you don't. Ask yourself. Is God pleased with you about that? You come on Sundays only when you're scheduled to serve. Is God pleased with you about that? Is that okay? If you know it's not okay, yet you live that way. You don't, fear, don't tell me you fear God. You do not fear God. Because you've decided, like many of us have done, right? You've decided to make a decision you know is not pleasing to God yep. because you have that right to make that decision and that's what you're making. Right. If you were a Hebrew sitting at the mount and heard the voice and saw the fire yeah. and got a glimpse of who He really is, yeah. would you still? Come on. Would you still? Come on. Amen. An attitude of indifference. When your pastor's words don't matter to you anymore. He could urge you along like making room for special meetings. And you're indifferent to that. Don't care, you're numb to that. It's, it's, you dis, it displays an attitude that it lacks the fear of God. Listen, if it is easy for you to sin. If it's easy for you, if you cuss and you don't feel bad about cussing. If you can treat people dirty, if you can cheat people out of money. If you could be uh, unintegrous in your business dealings, come to this church and say your hallelujah and all that, listen, you don't fear God. Ooh, where's your seatbelt? Praise God. Listen, I, I'm not apologizing. I am not. God, God is, I've seen this, but God in putting this in me, The thing that is holding back the church, the thing that is holding back the flood tide of God's presence and power and glory and blessing and prosperity in so many of our churches, in so many of our families and in our lives individually, comes down to a lack of regard and fear and respect for God. Now, if I'm preaching to the choir, just be the choir. But, again, God, God did know who, who was going to be here today. And he gave me this message to, for all of us. Amen? Praise God. So we see here in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 29, uh, that the blessed, things going well in our lives is linked to the fear of God. It's not just a matter of uh, you know, having more faith. Do you fear God? Now, what does that mean? I'm not to be afraid of God. God is my Father. He is love. He's very approachable. He is for me. So what does it mean then to fear God? Well, the term fear, this term fear, uh, if you look it up, it means reverence. That's what it means. Uh, It means to hold God, to stand in awe of Him. To have a sense of awe about yourself uh, toward Him. It means to carry or to hold a reverence for God. Amen? A fear towards God and His holy things. Uh, Here's how Dr. Uh, Vines defined this word in the Old Testament here in Deuteronomy, fear. This is not simple fear, but reverence, whereby an individual recognizes the power and the position of the individual revered and renders him proper respect. So someone that we fear is someone we revere. Someone we revere, we do that, we recognize their who they are, and we recognize their position in our lives, and we demonstrate unto them, Amen, due respect. Amen. Where we don't, we lack the fear of the Lord. Now, there have been books that I've just tossed. You know, meaning I'm just getting up. I don't want to go all over the bookshelf. I just toss it. I never do that to my Bible. I don't toss my Bible. I place my Bible. I have respect for the book. I said I have respect for the book. My dad and I, we changed out his flag Uh, over the winter had gotten torn, his American flag, so we we changed it out in the Sooner Nation flag. We put a new one up there, too. And uh, what, Dakota? (laughs) 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 Hallelujah. And uh, to be honest, I've lived a long time, I don't think I've ever taken a a, a worn U.S. flag down, but I knew that there's a proper way to do that. You know, falling asleep in church, is irreverent That's right. and disrespectful. Amen. Yeah. So I said, how do we handle this flag? How do we handle this flag? Well, he said, you, you, we will fold it up, but you burn that. Is that right? Yeah, you don't toss it in a trash can. Right? Well, we are disposing of a flag. We're putting up a new one. What is the big deal? Because of respect respect amen god wants to do more for you he wants to do more in you he wants to do more through you he wants to do uh, more for us and through us but we must recognize who he is who is he He's God. He's your creator. He made you. He sustained you. He owned you. He bought you. He paid for you. Amen. He loves you. He gave all for you. He is worthy of our respect. You don't take His name in vain. Amen. We could all, we're doing good, but we we could come up higher. I could come up higher. We could come up higher. Amen. Praise God. You don't show up late for... Events that you have regard and respect for. Amen. You don't wander into church halfway through praise and worship. Amen. Praise God. Honor, reverence, respect is the only way to acceptably serve God. Hallelujah. And our blessing is tied to it. Our blessing is tied to it. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Verse number 1, Now these are the commandments, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you, that you might do them in the land, whether you go to possess it, that you might fear the Lord thy God to keep all His statutes and His commandments, which I command you, and thy Son, and thy Son's Son, all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. Come on. So the fear of the Lord uh, is linked to how long you live. Yeah, right. How long is your lifespan? Well, how, do, how well do you, How much do you fear God? Amen. The Bible says it again over in Proverbs that the fear of the Lord prolongs days, but the life of the wicked will be cut short. That's right. That's right. That's right. I want to live a long time. Amen. I want to live a long, full life. I want to see my grandchildren's children Amen. should the Lord tarry his coming. Amen? Amen. Glory, to God. Glory to God. Well, I'm going to have to fear Him. I'm going to have to regard Him. Yeah. Yes, sir. Praise, God. Praise God. Go to Proverbs chapter 1 with me. And take a moment to look at your index card. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to evaluate you. I'm just here on assignment. I'm just a little oaky boy from, you know, South Norman. Trying to obey God, that's all I am. Don't get mad at me. Don't shoot the messenger. Amen. Praise God. God is endeavoring to get some things over to us. Amen. You know, how is it that leaders of entire movements, all their main campuses, they all have uh, scandals with their preachers drink, they party, and they have girls on the side? It's all, you know, I'm not thrilled that all that came out, but I'm, I'm glad to see it being dealt with. And people doing that, ministers, getting behind pulpits. Yeah. And, and trying to tell everyone else in the body of Christ that the way they do it is the way to do it. Yeah. 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 Amen. I'm not going to call names, but I'm just... God's had His fill yeah. of this kind of thing. Amen. Amen and the reproach that's brought on preachers. Right? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 1, verse number 5. A wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain unto wise counsels. To understand a proverb and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark sayings, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. Did you get that? So it doesn't matter how high your IQ. It doesn't matter uh, how smart you are. It, It doesn't matter how many degrees you've attained. You've not even begun to have knowledge. You haven't even begun to attain knowledge until you fear God. Proverbs chapter 2. How is it that Christians do the things they do? And hold their head up like they're not doing it. Lie to preach, lie to me. Lie to me. It is, it's unacceptable. Unacceptable. Now, Ananias and Sapphira, they in the New Testament received the fastest, strongest, most severe, and swiftest judgment Mm -hmm. of anyone in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. Right? What did they do? They lied. They lied in the presence of God's move. See, God is in the process of restoring His glory to the earth. That's what comes after the shaking. It's the glory. He's endeavoring, he's not mad at us, he's endeavoring to prepare us for his glory. But if you do the wrong thing in his glory, Ananias, Sapphira, amen. Hallelujah. I want to straighten up my posture here yeah. <laughs> under the preaching of the word, amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 2. Proverbs chapter 2. Let me find my reference. well Proverbs 1 still let's pick it up in verse 22 oh how long you simple ones will you love simplicity and the scorners delight in their scorning and fools hate knowledge turn you at my reproof now notice that turn at my reproof what you should not do is, I'm, don't do this. I'm not going back to that church. Come on. I didn't come to church to hear a guy talk at me that way. That's right. Don't turn at God's reproof. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. I mean, God is in love with us. He loves us. But where the shoe fits, we need to wear it. That's right. Amen? Amen? I will pour out my Spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Now because I've called and you refused. I've stretched out my hand and no one regarded. And you have said it not all my counsel. And you would none of my reproof. You just wouldn't have it. You didn't want to listen. You wanted to do your own thing. You just wanted to keep stubbornly going on. Verse 26 says, here's the outcome. I, God, also will laugh at your calamity. What's coming? Calamity. I will mock when your fear comes. When your fear comes as desolation and your destruction comes as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish comes upon you. They will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me early, but they will not find me. Why? They hated knowledge. And they did not choose the fear of the Lord. Now, I don't have time to take you to every scripture on the fear of the Lord. But in the Psalms, it says, uh, the psalmist said, Heed me, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. You trust me that's in there? Mm -hmm. I give you the reference. Uh, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What's that tell me? You can have the fear of the Lord taught to you. That's what's happening. you You can be taught to fear God. You can be taught to fear the Lord. Amen, but this verse tells me something else about the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord can be taught and the fear of the Lord can be chosen. Look at your card. What do you choose? Do you fear God? Maybe you don't, but you can say, I choose to. I mean you can write that down if you want. I choose to fear God. Amen. <laughs> That'd be a good decision. I said that would be a good decision. Amen. Go with me to Malachi. We're not going to go too much longer, y'all. Now I know you want Pastor Amber and the praise team back up there. Oh my gosh, let's get Pastor and the praise team back up there. (laughs) Well, that was good. That was awesome. But this is good and awesome too. Hallelujah. Malachi chapter 1. Malachi chapter 1. This is a, if I can find it. This is an amazing verse. Malachi chapter 1, verse 6. A son honors his father, and a servant his master. If then I be a father, how many of you call God your father? That's good. He is. Notice what he's looking for. If I be a father, where is my honor? Do we see here the Lord looking for His honor? I believe when we all come to church, every service, that's one of the things the Lord is looking for. Did they bring my honor with them? And it goes on and says, And if I be a master, where is my fear? Is He looking for His fear? Bible says he is, guys. Come on. The Bible says he is. What does that mean? I'm looking. Where's my fear? Uh, where is my reverence? Where is my respect? Maybe the Holy Ghost inspired that gal. Is that her name? Aretha Franklin? R-E-S-P-E-C-T? Right? She sang it up. Well, Amen. We all want nobody likes do we to be disrespected. You guys like to be disrespected? Nobody likes to be disrespected. That's one of the worst things you could do to a person. Is dishonor them and disrespect them. Evidently God feels the same way. When we turn his praise and worship services into secular rock concerts, God's saying, Where is my honor? Why why are my people imitating everything they do in the church? They get all their inspiration from sinners. We just want people to relate. I want God to be able to relate. I want God to be pleased. Why are we taking our inspiration from the world? It's like John Bevere said, if you want to know what the next musical up-and-coming trend in the body of Christ will be, don't pray, watch MTV. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad. Yeah, it is. I said it's sad, everybody. Amen. Let, me, let me read this to you because I'm, I'm about out of time. This is a summary of Job, Psalms, and Proverbs, what the Bible says in those three books will come to the man, will come to the woman that fears God. This is good. You want to feel good? This This is good. To them who fear the Lord, the Bible says that God will show them his covenant and reveal unto them its deep inner meaning. His eye is ever on them. The angel of the Lord encamps round about them and delivers them. There is no lack to those who fear the Lord. His salvation is near and His glory shall dwell in that land. So great is His mercy to them that fear Him. He fulfills the desires of those who fear Him and He hears their cry and saves them. They are His pleasure. The fear of the Lord prolongs days. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. They will always have a place of refuge. It is a fountain of life that turns one away from the snares of death. The fear of the Lord leads to life, and and those that have it will abide in satisfaction. They will not be visited with evil. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. Hey, sign me up for that. Sign me up for that. Riches, honor, and life? I spend all my years abiding in satisfaction. I'll never be without a place of refuge. No evil will ever be able to visit me. No enemy will be able to stand before me. I am a delight unto my Father. I am His pleasure. Come on. I am not perfect, but I fear God. I regard God. I, I love God. I want to please God. And oh my goodness, I tremble at His Word. I draw back from sin. It's not easy for me to sin. It's not easy for me to disobey. It's not easy for me to uh, uh, diss my pastor and what he says. It's not It's not easy for me not to come to church and serve, Amen. bring my tithes and offerings. Amen. I what I, Some of the things I've heard even this week, I, if I couldn't sleep, I couldn't, man, if I you know, like that guy that did $10,000 worth of damage in my house. I, I couldn't sleep. If I walked off and did $10,000 in damage to your house and walked off and left you with a bill, I, I couldn't sleep at night. I couldn't, I couldn't live with myself. Man, what is it we lack? We lack the fear of God. What, 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 what is in our brains? that tells us we can do what we do. We can make the decisions that we make. I have too much fear to walk up from this pulpit and go chase a girl and climb in bed. And, uh, I-, I would fear for my life. Yeah. <laughs> no do you all know her at all? I mean, I would fear for my life. And then you put God on her side? I'm telling you, there's mercy for everything. But you know what? If, if we fail and we fall and we stumble, and we, we, we realize, man, I'm not right. I'm just not right. I'm not thinking right. I'm not living right. I'm going to have to put no. I don't fear God. It's easy for me to not tithe on a, on a bonus I got at work because no one will ever know anyway, and i got stuff I want to spend it on. I, I can't do that. No one will ever see it, but I can't do that. I can't not pay my taxes. I don't want to pay taxes. Do you? I don't want to pay taxes. But I fear the IRS. Some people fear the IRS, but they don't fear God. Now, I, you know, I'm closing promise, but I grew up in the day still toward the end of the paddling era. And and I feared Coach, whatever his last name was, had to be 6'5", had to be 260, all muscle, and a paddle this long with holes in it. I'd encountered that once, where he said, grab the desk, boy. (laughs) And I mean 6'5", all muscle, ain't no woke, I, I didn't grow up, I didn't go to school in a woke era. I went to school in the broke era. They broke that paddle on your backside. You know what I left with? A healthy fear of coach. If I'm ever going to act up, I'm going to have to be a lot more stealthy or just not do it. Because I cannot afford to get caught. I don't have a lot of, you know, extra padding down there. Light you up. Man, I wish we could go back to some of those days. Where kids had fear of the principal and fear of the teacher and fear of my... If your kids have anything, they ought to have a fear of you. Not ought to be easy for your kids to mouth off, be disrespectful, act a fool in public or anywhere. Under 18 years and breathe in your air conditioning, don't ask them if they're going to church. What is wrong with you parents? Ask them if they're going to church. You going? Going. Oh. You can go with a paddle or without one, but you going. Amen. That's right. Amen. Hallelujah. Man, I don't. I'm gonna have to stop. But God is looking in Malachi is you guys, you guys have Father's Day and Mother's Day. And you, you, you go to work, you work hard, you show up, you honor your boss at least in front of them so that you could get a paycheck. And here am I. You wouldn't even exist without me. And I already gave my son who suffered already. Pay the price for your sin and mine. You can't even come to church. You can't even read your Bible. You're going have no interest in, the way, in changing the way you talk. You're okay with that stinking thinking and that bad attitude. Where is my honor? Where is my fear? He's looking for it. He's looking for it from me. He's looking for it from you. In chapter 3 it says, return unto me. Return unto me. He didn't say run away from me. Return unto me. And he said, I'll return unto you. And I'll restore you. And I'll bless you. Hallelujah. Men and women, the shaking that we have seen in the church and seen in the world is not over yet. We can be right or we can be wrong. But the secrets that you keep and the wrong motives that you've carried you won't get to keep hidden very much longer. It is time to change. Do I God what I'm going to write is not enough not enough he still loves me I'm blessed but I, I see what's holding back we got a miracle crusade coming up and we could flat hold back all the miracles We could. We could deny the sick their healing. We could deny people their healing by being irreverent, by being indifferent, by being apathetic, by having a casual approach. You could stand up on your feet today. Y'all all all right? Does God love you? Okay. He's He's helping us. This came to me by just the inward voice of the Holy Spirit. I'll read it in closing. People lack holy fear and proper regard when they presume upon me and my word and upon my mercies. People demonstrate a lack of the fear of the Lord when they easily set aside, neglect, or outright ignore my servants, my ministers. Much of what is holding back the church today is the lack of holy fear. Regard, honor, and respect for me, my will, my ways, my word, my ministers, and for holy things. When my fear, my honor are restored, so will my presence be. Get that. Did you hear that? When my fear and my honor are restored, so will my presence be. Now one thing I think we can honestly say is in this church, you all, this group... We reverence God. We have some fear of the Lord operating in us to a degree. Why? We had His presence here today. Didn't we? We had His presence here today. He's here now. So I'm not saying that we are doing just terrible. (laughs) I'm not. God's not. Amen? But if we don't have the miracles, the signs, the wonders, the people jumping out of wheelchairs, I mean notable miracles, News Channel 6, setting up with a camera in the back because of what they heard happen last Sunday, until that's happening, we could fear God more. I said we could honor God better. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. When my fear and my honor are restored, so will my presence be. My people, my church must stop imitating the ways of the world and instead forsake them. They must pursue me and my ways, and when they do, I will usher in a brand new day and a brand new thing. And it shall be glorious. He helped me to know that the word they means individuals, families, and churches. So I can have a brand new day. He'll do a brand new thing. (laughs) So can my family. So can this church. It is not my will that things be dry and stale. How would you describe your Christian life? It's not supposed to be dry and hard and stale. It's not my will, he said, that there's a deadness about the walk of my people. It's my will that their Christian lives be new and fresh and marked by the moving of my spirit, and accompanied by the manifestation of my gifts. Amen. 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 Father, we bow our heads.